Bring it on, creepy shit! I don't believe in you. Hurt me away. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. Welcome, dear listeners, to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I'm your host, Melissa, and this is episode 90. 90 is a multiple of 15, which means this is our next off-topic episode. Okay, so most of you already know what this means, but if you're new, here's what's going on. Our episodes are edited. Like, really edited. Wendy and I are terrible at staying on topic. You can uh, blame it on the drinking, but, you know, really, we're like that even when we're sober. So anyway, because we love you, we edit these episodes. Most of the stuff that gets clipped out just goes away into the digital ether, but some of it is kind of fun. So we let that stuff hang around, and every 15 episodes, we tie them all together into one big fun bag of fun. The segments you are about to hear were recorded between May and November 2015. Aside from the voices of Wendy and myself, you will hear the handsome voices of Molly Glover, Cedia Scotchbringer, Eric Knight, Noel Thingval, Pat Wick, and Fessworks. And of course, there will be no rhyme or reason whatsoever to anything you are about to hear. So without further ado, please enjoy our latest off-topic extravaganza. Welcome, listeners, to another... Nah, or not. Ah. Hey, listeners, we're going to have a podcast. <laughs> I thought I'd try something different. That didn't feel good. I love the fucking future. The fucking future is so great. Isn't this great? I remember, you know, like analog telephones <laughs> and like hanging around... <laughs> On a telephone. And Drag it around. Drag it around. Drag it around. I loved dialing zeros because it took so long. <laughs> oh, do you remember the the middle between the dial and the pulse tones where you had the push buttons, but they also made the clicks? Yeah. Okay. I'm so old. So am I. You're older though. I changed all my sounds and now I don't know what my phone is saying to me. Do you ever do that? Like you change your sounds because you're bored, but then when sounds happen, you're like, wait, what is what's that? What did I decide that was? When I when I change the sound on my alarm in the morning. That freaks me right the fuck out. Mm, mm-hmm. My tools are problematic. What are you going to do? For, 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 for me, I, I mean, this is a segue that will probably get cut. But um, my best experience with, with the Evil Dead trilogy as a whole is much of the sound bites of Army of Darkness. Someone made a Doom 2 mod <laughs> that was a whole bunch of... I mean, you, 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 you pick up new weapons and be groovy. <laughs> and, like... It was just lots of sound bites, and and some of the monsters were remodded. So it was basically the Evil Dead Two, or I'm sorry, the Army of Darkness mod for Doom Two, and it was it was that's fantastic. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, you know, listen I, up, you primitive screwheads. The, the the Aliens mod was also pretty good. The the Three Stooges mod. Was I never saw sweet. the Three Stooges mod. Okay, no, this is what's brilliant. The about Aliens the one was Stooges awesome. Mod. You walk into a room and there's demons everywhere. There's movement all over the place. <laughs> okay, so so the Three Stooges mod, you're like sitting in an empty room. Staring into darkness in the tunnels, you know something's coming for you, and you hear in the d- distance. Hey, Mo! Yes. <laughs> and then the things start coming yes. for you. 
That that's pretty so. The the only other mod that I can remember <laughs> that is fucked up. What was the it Barney is. mod where you'd walk up and some of the things and they start saying, "Oh, I, I love, love you." you. <laughs> no, no, that's bullshit. Yeah, the Three that, Stooges. That, that, that was brilliant. Brilliant. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Because <laughs> let's be honest, that noise would terrify you coming out of the dark. Hey, Mo. Just me and my tinnitus. All right. What does your tinnitus sound like? Is it sort of an e? Oh, it's different frequencies in either ear. Oh, my God. And it's several. It it makes me a little crazy. I actually made a sound file that sounds like it. (laughs) Of course you did. (laughs) I love you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Don't eat her face. (laughs) Ah, I'll need that later. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. Gross. I don't want to see that. I'm no longer covered in chicken blood. So he can hug me now. Wait, why were you covered in chicken blood? Oh, I was uh, dismembering a chicken in the uh, kitchen earlier. Like you do. I was cooking. (laughs) (laughs) My what? cooking never involves chicken blood. <laughs> well, you know, raw chicken has blood coming out of it. You know. I, what, I, uh, okay. It's meat. Yeah. It comes from an animal. It was previously an animal and therefore blood. Yeah. Okay. No, it, <laughs> when you say it like that, it sounds much less bloody and terrifying. I thought perhaps, I don't know, you were going like all Julia Child, like I'm going to kick, kill my own chicken and. Well, I did rent it apart with my own hands. Good job. I'm very proud of myself. I know how to disassemble a chicken. I've had a a lot of practice by now. (laughs) I'm not sure if disassemble is the correct (laughs) verb. (laughs) Well, it comes apart in pieces. (laughs) It it, it does. (laughs) I'm going to disassemble this. Well, huh. These, uh, These parts, the components... Anyway, all right. So I had asked. Oh, hold on. What was you? I, I, oh, I'm going? getting tons of noise on this side still. I'm almost done making noise. Okay. So, yeah, he's made that claim before. Yeah, I know. Were there yes. donuts? Yes. 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 You can bring the donuts. They could come down here. <laughs> Did you find donuts? He. It's in a box. I feel like he. He felt like our request was not good enough and he made things better. I'm going to have this one. Mm. Donut. Donuts. Glazed. Frosted thing. Mm. Break for food. Dear future Melissa, you can skip ahead a bit. Oh, donuts. (laughs) Donuts. I am moving to the land of awesome food, of awesome barbecue, (laughs) and the best breakfast ever. Mm -hmm. Breakfast tacos, hello. I am, there is so much great food down there that I do not feel sad. And And yet, Jet's Pizza and Juicy Lucy's. (laughs) It's one of those things of when I think about it, I'm usually at home like, what could I watch? Mm, Oh, Lagan. Oh, I'm at home and nothing, they will not deliver it to me here. Ah, anyway. (laughs) A video universe delivery service would be an excellent thing. Oh, seriously, that would be the bomb, especially if you could like tip extra. You know what? A food delivery service that knows to like swing by Mm -hmm. video universe if they offer dinner and a movie. Mm -hmm. Seriously, I would pay so much money for that. Mm -hmm. Like, um, especially if the Mai Tai Thai restaurant. Mm-hmm. They could do a deal. And, oh, the um, tenons, the tenons, laddie. The booze just like seriously right that second just went boom. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I, yes, yes, nice. I like it. Oh shit! I just spilled some. <laughs> Give me a second. Oh, okay. This is a night of spills, dear listeners. We had to take a pause earlier while I spilled and had to clean it up. And here's the truth. When you are renting a place to live in, you need to clean up your spills. Mm, this is true. Melissa's going to find this later because she's not listening right now. I feel like you and I are having a moment, dear listeners, where it's just the two of us. And we're having a special bonding moment. Where Melissa's not listening, and granted that before you'll ever get to hear this, she will have to decide to let you hear this because she's the one who edits the podcast. But still, you and me, we have a bond. She's back. Shh, don't tell her what I said. Are you recording another one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually recording downstairs now. <laughs>
This is a brief intermission. Hello, recording that we left on while we went upstairs. It's okay. Maybe we should uh, go start again. This podcast has made me appreciate people who put up with me. (laughs) Because when I listen to them later, I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God there are people who put up with me. (sighs) Same here. Boy, the things I cut out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you, however it is that you edit, Melissa, I'm glad that you edit to where I don't look like a complete asshole. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I do the best to be flattering to both of us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and to our guests, of course. But usually we're the ones being... Assholes. Ma- making fools of ourselves, yes. <laughs> Melissa, edit this out later, will you? I'm talking to future Melissa. <laughs> if you could do that for me. Well, I mean, Melissa will fix it in post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just dropped that on you. Okay. <laughs> Future Melissa, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I would say... I, I know we're past the three-hour mark. I'm so sorry. We all know about the uh, machete order. Yeah. Right? Machete order is, you know what? There's really nothing that happens in episode one. And when you think about it, well, nothing really happens well, in episode one. Instead of one. episode one, I just put the Weird Al video for episode one. Because that tells the entire story. But you don't even <laughs> need to know any of it. Yeah. Oh, and honest, R2-D2 I... can fly, but it strangely lost the power later. I, I'm, I'm odd in that I, I have used the machete order, but I actually start with the Ewoks movies. Because <laughs> then you're bookending with the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, the, tr- the prequel trilogy doesn't yeah. exist, and Teddy doesn't need to know about it or watch it until she is a full adult, with critical thinking skills. Where do you stand on holiday special? Well, that's just... Yeah. I love the holiday that's special. That's just own beautiful thing. I love it. I would love to get like I would love to get like a half hour cut of the holiday special where it's just all the B. Arthur and R. Carney stuff because those are genuinely good stuff because they have some touching stories. I, I feel like you need to wade through the other parts though to truly Honestly, appreciate. You know what I would love someone to do is to take her song, That One Last Round, Friends, mm-hmm. and just cut a montage of the entire Star Wars franchise to it. <laughs> Oh, we one can do, last you should round, do it. Friends, we, you one should last do that, thing. and you would be internet famous, Noel. <laughs> we could do that. I, I have I've tried, the machinery. I've, I actually have. I've uh, done equipment too, and I've tried. I've, I'm not very good at music videos. <laughs> I could do. I can help. Well, I'll be in Texas, but I, we can work on it together. I did once cut Highlander the animated series to the Queen song, but that's anyways. all right. <laughs> which one, Princess of the Universe? Yeah. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Notice how I knew exactly which song. It's like, which, well, which one's what's, what's funny, though, what's funny are. is the animated series has this court jester character. And so I cut him to the part of the song where it just suddenly turns into like a dance. And we're like, here we are, the princes of the universe, flying and fighting. You know that bit where it suddenly becomes a show tune? I, I there's that, Everyone knows that main part of the Queen song, but then there's the second half. Okay, There's listeners. that second half where someone becomes a show tune. Okay, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. I just got so distracted by all of the jazz hands that you just deployed. Remember, it was I've so also, cute. Remember, I've also watched all of Fosse, so that's in ah, me. Ah, 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 jazz hands. All of Fosse? Except, uh, well, my dad and I went through a series going through all of them, including the films that he did the choreography for. But we, we did not make it to the last one, so we haven't seen the one where it's the, um, what's her name is the... Playboy Playmate. Got Star, 80. Star 80. We still haven't seen Star 80 yet. But it's, I just, it's actually really good. I know, I know. We just haven't gotten to it yet because it's been a bunch of scheduling stuff. But. All of the ones where he choreographed too. Yeah. Huh? Good job. Here. I still need to see Star 80. Because it's hard to find out. So I, got this to see like, so I got to see like Damn Yankees with all this, the yeah. Verdant scene and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, it's just that he didn't often get credit. Mm-hmm. Or even the ones that were based on shows that he did choreography for, like How to Seen the Business, which has actually been one of my favorite musical comedies for years. I, it's a very dated movie. I, it's yeah, yeah it, it's very problematic. What? So, yes, yes, we are off topic. We okay. are on the minivan. No, we are in the minivan to what? off topicsville. We are now turning the van around. So, here's the other interesting thing about the Cooper. After oh, after the theater had been there a while, they built a second smaller theater mm-hmm. on the side of it that had its separate name because it was the Cooper Cameo. <laughs> Okay. That's right. And oh, it was still that. it was still as big as most 
you know, multiplex theaters are nowadays easily, you know, but, um, the cameo, I know that I, that is where I saw, um, chariots of fire because I believe it was running concurrent with reds and they were both nominated for best picture that year. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I know that I also saw ordinary people, at the Cooper, but I'm oh. honestly not positive which theater it was. That's a good movie. It is. I don't know if it was the bigger or the smaller one. That's a brilliant performance by Mary Tyler Moore. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh, very, yeah. Very out of keeping with her. Exactly. And 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 when somebody does, you know, goes against their, re, you know, their, their type, their, type. their reputation in that way and does it strong, you know, it was just, yeah, it was very, oh. yeah. Oh, mm. She's cold and she's brittle in that. Oh, she's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, see when it when it first opened in the early '90s, the Mall of America was fascinating um, because they had this vast array of stores. They had an anatomy store where you could buy anatomical models. There was a store that sold butterflies. There there was a Starlog store. Yes, yes, and uh, you know just you could find anything there. There's a an amusement park in the middle of it. Yeah. And, would, you know, the amusement park's okay. But, you know, the, the variety of stores when it first opened was amazing. And then now it's just all clothing stores. And it's like, eh. Pretty much. Eh. There's a Victoria's Secret on every level. Whoop-de-fucking-doo. Pretty, there, the cheese store is still there, though. Yeah, cheese store is And okay. they have free samples. So I'm a fan of the cheese store. Mm-hmm. Also, Legoland. It does have Legoland. Mm-hmm. It's got a pretty decent food court. Like I said, Long John Silver's. Mm-hmm. That was where I went for movies for a long time. That's where a lot of us went for movies That's for a, a long time. terrible theater, though. Yeah, now, but at the time, it was pretty good. Eh. It was, well, let's say it was easily found. Yeah. Um, uh, I remember the first, what movie did, I think it was Aladdin. Yeah. I first moved up here in 92, at the end of 92, and my friend Tamara took my friend at the time i don't i haven't spoken to her for years she's like hey let's go watch a movie and so we went to go see aladdin and she took me to the mall of america mm-hmm. which i had never been to before mm-hmm. she deliberately took me in at the third level mm-hmm. from the back corridors right ah. by the bars so that as you came around that one corner and you looked over the entirety of the amusement park and saw how big it was just so she could watch my face when i went Holy fucking shit. Mm-hmm. She's like, yep, it's big. Let's go watch a movie. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I have Villachez and Tojiro. I have oh nostalgic affection for Fantasy Island, hmm. but I would never claim that it no, was I a actually, good show. Oh, I actually watched a chunk of it. Well, I mean, it's the the original pilots are actually really the pilots are dark. Yeah, the original pilots mm-hmm. are really dark because it's really like you can come to this island and live out any fantasy you want, no matter how twisted. Yeah, and yeah. you really get the sense of Mr. Rourke is. Creepy. Yeah, and it's like one guy wants to relive killing someone, killing a civilian in war. Yeah, you know, it's like okay, and but then then as the, then as it went to series, it became more about life lessons and you know the typical love boat type. Oh stuff. yeah, yeah, because it was on after love boat. Mm-hmm. Ah, the love boat. The love boat. No, <laughs> stop it. The, <laughs> the boat. The boat. There is a bug flying around my oh. face. Oh dear. Be aggressive. Be be aggressive. B E A G G R E S S I V E. And I know that from Faith No More. <laughs> There's a bug crawling along your floor over there. It's freaking me out. It's a basement. Yeah, it's true. It's okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just so, gonna keep my feet up here. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. So let me know if it gets too close to my foot. No, um, it's head. It headed away from us. So. Yeah. It, it's. It's on a mission for the, the if scary If I bathroom. spot it coming okay. back this way, I will warn you, even though you've dissed Xanadu. Thank you. And I you appreciate that. bugs to it's very considerate of you, really. That's the bathroom. Do you see that thing that looks like a closet? Uh-huh. That's, That's a bathroom. bathroom. Oh, so it's not behind the curtain? Nope. Nope. It's behind that weird door? Yes. The warped door? The, the scary the bathroom scary is back warped, there. Like That's you, appropriate. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's just as big as you think it is right there. 
Yeah, it's just that little. Think about that. Little Th- there's square. no sink. It's just a toilet. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to. It's a WC. Shut... Yeah, you don't want to <laughs> yeah. shut that door. That's okay. terrifying. Okay. Like Fair bad enough. things happen when that door shuts. Yeah. Like you, you have no knees left. I would, I would, you're going for the literal I'm going yeah. for the metaphysical on that like I feel like sh- shit goes down when that door is shut mm-hmm. anyway so I, I do have a note to flush that toilet once a month so it doesn't get scary yeah more scary yeah. oh you've got that on your calendar I do go flush the toilet flush toilet yep, yep. <laughs> makes sense moment of silence moment of silence shut up ding cricket Cricket. So why is there Cricket. a moment moment of silence? I can just... I can clip the silence and remove the background noise, uh-huh. and then use that that's to the remove beauty. the background noise from the whole episode. Yeah. Oh, that's a cool piece of equipment then. Because I'm like, we're qu- but I can hear the. No. Oh it, yeah, that it'll remove that entirely because this is it's a con- that's a constant noise and with the sample it can just match it anywhere and it is remove in the recording it. And remove so it. we take the moment of silence, which. As a frequent listener of the podcast, you know that we have had the moment of silence supercut. <laughs> well, yes, but I never quite understood why one would do that because of how you edit the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why would you do that? Now I know. <laughs> it filters out the background noise. But because that's a awesome, cool. By program. the way, Melissa, I have not had the opportunity to to give you appreciation for how brilliantly you edited all of those fantastic fest episodes on the fly, within 24 hours, and removing a fuck ton of atmospheric noise. <laughs> Bravo, Thank my you. friend. Thank you. Really wasn't I do not take yeah. you for granted. Holy shit. Well, it's because whenever Wendy said, shut up, crickets, they would shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I am not fucking kidding. Do we want a moment of silence? Yes, let's have a moment of silence. Cricket, shut up. Shut up, you fucking cricket. <laughs> I made the cricket shut up. <laughs> I have powers. <laughs> She'd scream out the window, "Shut up, crickets!" and dead. <laughs> they recognized a higher-powered being was like <laughs> mad at them. They're like, "It was weird." <laughs> the first night, as we're recording on, and we're sitting on the cement, and the crickets are starting to surround me, and I'm starting to freak out. And then the other nights we recorded in the car and that was okay. But then there was the evening that I'm standing outside and a cricket flew into my hair. It's the crickets in Austin are friendly. That's the only way to describe it. They're like, hey. Cricket season crickets are everywhere. They're like, how are you? Do you want to snuggle? No, because you're a goddamn fucking insect. No, when I've driven down to Fantastic Fest before, I've stopped at... um gas stations on the way to Austin between Dallas and Austin. And there was one year I stopped at one and the entire gas station had been taken over by by crickets, crickets covering the floor, the walls inside the the lights everywhere. Wow. Went into the bathroom. They they were everywhere. It it was. And you decided to use the bathroom anyway. I was desperate. Well, you know, you pee on crickets, they go away. Take off and nuke the site from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. <laughs> and Melissa's all like, it's just an insect. And I'm like, which is why it should die. It doesn't It doesn't bite. It doesn't do anything. It, it flies talks. into my hair and wants to snuggle with its six legs. So? <laughs> She's acting like they're banana slugs that fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those fuckers are big. Oh, they are. They're awesome. Yeah, they are. I remember the first time when in the woods in California, and there's, you know, the sign. of like, these are the kinds of things you can have because you're in a state park. And, like, banana slugs. I'm like, I've seen pictures of them, but I've never seen one. I'm like, I wonder if I will. And I knew they were big, but I was still thinking slug big, like, you know, a couple inches. And then, like, oh, the reason they're called banana slugs isn't just the color they're the size of a fucking huge banana. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> They're adorable. Except They're it's amazing. a slug, so I'm assuming it both stays on the ground and moves slowly. Well, oh, they crawl on whatever they stick to. Yeah, They're on trees and yeah, plants. but they don't move quickly. It's not like they go, "Hi, you look 
cute and cuddly. I want to snuggle with you. Why do you think I said with wings? (laughs) And that's the problem is that I really feel like just like everything else in Texas, the crickets are friendly. They're like, hi, how are you? Let's have a let's have a conversation. There is a grease spot on one of my hiking pants that I'm pretty sure is from me landing on my ass during the Hadrian's wall walk and landing on a slug. No. Because <laughs> they had the giant black slugs. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure my ass met with one. Hello, ass. I'd like to meet you, slug. <laughs> Poor slug. All right. <laughs> slug out on a fine, beautiful spring day, and suddenly this giant ass just drops from the sky. <laughs> oh, no! No! Splat. <laughs> At least it's attractive! <laughs> what the fucking American? Ah! <laughs> God damn, there's American, there's a klutzy world. <laughs> David Lynch is doing nothing like the book. David Lynch is doing nothing like the book, other than the fact that uh, there's a lot of whispering thoughts, much like <laughs> yeah. there's thoughts in the book. Like, uh, yeah, and and there there are people in it. Uh, yeah, there's, there's they, some sand. They have names. Yeah, they have there's names. worms and spice. Yeah, I mean yeah. you can't you can't. Yeah, I do actually love how yeah. they whisper in David Lynch's. Dune. I I. I I love Dune. I love play. It. I love, love it, it too. Love it. <laughs> I I love the book and the movie, and I, so I understand when people are like, "Oh, but I love both the Shinings," and I'm like, Ugh. "Like I, but I get it." <laughs> I played a drinking game once to uh, Lynch's Dune that the rules were: anytime somebody whispers their internal monologue, take a drink. Anytime they say Dune, Desert Planus, Arrakis, take a drink, or some oh, combination therein. And then like there were two other rules that within 25 minutes I was and I was drinking beer. Not shots i was hammered i was like <laughs> laying on the ground like i don't know if i can watch the rest of this dune like i was too much dune. Like, yes. they you said, so- take a drink oh shit yeah they whisper so much at the start <laughs> the gom to bar pain <laughs> sheds water for the dead <laughs> this is not stephen king <laughs> millions of decaliters of water <laughs> True story, when I was like 13, I asked my mom if like she knew anyone who could make me a still suit, like if a still suit was a thing I could have. Ah! And she was like, what? No. Gross. (laughs) I was so, because I ran a lot and I was like, it'd be convenient when I'm running if my sweat could be converted into water I could just drink. And well, it'd be awesome. Yeah, and you know, pee and poop too. Right. <laughs> and what I love in the book is, I know we'll cut this out and put it in a separate. In oh yeah, it, it, this yeah. is more content for. I love how they so. talk about that. He does mention the smell. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that there is a the tang associated with being in a still suit because <laughs> you don't bathe and you have it on yeah. consistently for probably even weeks months at a time yeah. and so the salt and yep. the other smell and the phosphates and yep. yeah when i run uh i excrete a lot of salt so there's been pictures of me from marathons and stuff where i have like it looks like i have a beard and a mustache <laughs> and like weird white hair and it's like <laughs> and like on my arms so when i'm running if i'm thirsty i will lick my arm because it makes my mouth generate more saliva from the salt and i'm like oh that's nice <laughs> it's like <laughs> i realize like i'm in eden prairie and i'm like i look like a nightmare and i'm like <laughs> on my arm going <laughs> as i run and someone's probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> Get that girl a still yeah. suit. And there's like one other runner going, yeah, yeah, that. word, yeah. I feel yeah. that. Mm. Yeah, good for you. Speaking of, if you ever need someone for the Twilight movies, I've seen them all and read them all. I, oh, whoa. <laughs> Wa-o-si, mi, mi amigo. Yeah. I just went French Spanish there. It's okay. Yeah, right? I've actually read all of Stephanie Meyer's stuff, including her short story in Prime Nights from Hell. I have not read all of her stuff. <laughs> I actually like the books kind of okay see i know they're not bad i, I think there's a sincerity to her writing yeah you know i yeah. don't I, I think the I movies are them. i think the movies are kind of shit i don't love them i just found myself oddly entertained by them. Yeah. yeah yeah they were charming yeah. hey yeah <laughs> okay yeah. Anyway, so, anyway side note um so <laughs> listeners apothic red i'm totally pouring myself a glass now because as we know wendy is sitting here drinking while noel does all the heavy lifting yes and bonk
Do you like Rose Matter? I love Rose Matter. I love Rose Matter. I love Rose Matter. And I like Dolores Claiborne more because of it. And Gerald's Game, too. I never read those. Dolores Claiborne, Gerald's Game, and Rose Matter are all around the same time. Have you read Gerald's Game? I haven't read either. That's a fucked up book, man. She's doing crazy sex play. I don't think it's a movie. So she's doing sex play with this dude, an older dude that she's having an affair with. They're out in a cabin, and he's got her handcuffed with both hands, handcuffed to this bed. And he's fucking her and fucking her and fucking her, and then he dies. He dies on top of her, Next. and he and she gets manages to get him off, but she is handcuffed to a bed in the middle of nowhere, and that's the book. And sometime in the night, she starts to think that she sees somebody in the room, standing and staring at her. And there's a bunch and and uh, spoiler alert, there is and ah! there is and uh, yeah, it's it's but it's like she ends up she she ends up cutting her hand enough with the handcuff to skin her hand to get it out. Oh, it's oh. so bad. No, that's just where you just, you just dislocate She tries. Face. She tries oh. and it won't go. It oh. won't go. And so the only thing she can do is just to keep... Pl- it's it's super... It's a great story. It's the story it, that... Is she then able to reach the key? She gets the key out of his pocket. She manages to get it. It's, it's a whole thing. There's this whole thing with her getting water. It's a lot like Misery where it's very small things take up entire chapters it's the only book of his that i read and i had to sleep with the lights on because i was living in the basement of my mom's house and i had a like they turned the crawl space into a bedroom and then the, the, and they finished when they finished the basement so my bedroom was like this recessed space in the wall and i couldn't there were shadows and i i was just uh, like all lights on dude in the corner can't sleep like it was it was <laughs> oh, messed up it was super God. good so what is she i assuming to go to the bathroom that she was able to like wiggle off Oh, she's just peeing the bed. She's just pissing the bed for days. Like, she has just nothing to do. Are her feet tied, too? No, but there's just... She can't. She's... The the cuffs are tight. It's like this and, and this. So she's... And it's a big bed. It's like a king size bed. So oh. there's not much she can... She's, she doesn't have much space to... It's really well-written. Like, it's... Because I, yeah. I would be like, well, I could at least roll over here. If it was a king-size bed, your feet, your ankles might make it to the well, yeah, side. You can at least, pee, you can at least pee over there. You could have your P-roll side and your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. That was actually funny. I found an interview with Carpenter where he talked about that period in the late 70s where, like, he wrote a script a month for, like, three years. Jesus. And he said, yeah, I basically sat around for three weeks and then wrote an entire script in the last. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cowboy's Days was so flat. The first... First half was great. Yeah, seriously, the first half is just like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah! And then then you realize that it was written by the guy who wrote Prometheus. No, you had to say that out loud. And Star Trek too. God damn it. And the end of Lost. Uh, Damon Littleoff. Fuck that guy. That, that's why I didn't want to go to see what was Tomorrowland. Because as much as I like Brad Bird, it's written by Damon Littleoff. That explains, see how actually, that... that explains some things. Yeah. Because the parts that are good about Tomorrowland are really good. Yeah. And then it just never... Yeah. Welcome to Land of Demon. Welcome Lola. to Prometheus. That's There's the, some really good parts that, in Prometheus. That is but it the just never comes together. That is the epitome of, hey, this story has some serious potential, but oh it doesn't go there. Oh. I'm super excited. I he, feel conf- no, that was good. So you could still No, yeah. no, no, no actually it didn't happen. This this is where I you know, kind of break down writers. He's a great first draft writer who unfortunately is always given the final draft. Ding. Well said. You know, honestly, I wouldn't hate Prometheus so much if it was just complete shit. See, but I can easily is, see where it could be yeah, much and, better than the shit it and is. And Prometheus also, it has a great cast. It looks amazing. It oh, It's yeah. amazing on just a technical level. It's some of the best oh, yeah. directing it's, and cinematography it in looks, Scott's career. It looks beautiful. It's just a really stupid script, too, where everyone acts like idiots. Well, I mean, it's the uh, Attack of the Clones effect, right? Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, Phantom Menace is so terrible. And I'm like, yeah, I hate Attack of the Clones worse. Really? I'm like, yeah, because half of the movie is actually watchable. Yeah. All of the stuff with Ewan McGregor is actually interesting. First first half hour, fantastic. And I actually think the climax when the clones appear is actually, it's almost like they brought in a different director for that because suddenly you're getting like telephoto lens zooms and all that stuff. And, and that's like, the problem is that why I hate it more than yeah. Phantom Menace, because Phantom Menace is at least consistently dull. Yes. The problem with Attack of the Clones is, it's good. Oh, shit. Yes. It's good. Oh, shit. It's good. 
I can't fucking handle this anymore. I hate you so much. Actually, I just thought of something. It's like somebody getting you close to orgasm repeatedly and continually walking yeah. away. Actually, though, this, this reminds me of something I want to say to Kurt Kurosawa. I'm not trying to transition that over because this is probably a off-topic material. <laughs> oh, I would like another cliche, please. It's okay not to like things, and it's okay for me to like things that you don't like. Give yeah. me, give me. Let us all embrace that. It's okay not to like things, and it's okay not to like things I like. I feel like that should be a badge ribbon at Convergence, right? That, that seems very complex it, it, for a badge ribbon. <laughs> it, it, it's been a panel, but I don't know that it's been a I badge ribbon. I just feel ribbon. like like the geek community, I don't actually feel like this is a problem at Convergence, but I think we can yeah. all agree it's a problem online of like, you don't have to like oh, what yes. I like, and I don't have to like what you like, but just because you don't like it means I have to hate it. So shut up. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted Dead or Alive with Rucker Hauer. No. <laughs> and Gene Simmons as the villain. I had a poster of that in my room. Oh, Melissa. That's going to end up in the cut show. I can just oh, see that. Melissa. <laughs> oh, oh, Melissa. Rucker Hauer on leather, you know. Uh, you know. Is it, it Paul Rudd? No. Who is it? I can't read that. I'm old and tired. Who is it? Anthony Rapp? No. Yeah. No. Anthony Rapp was in the original Broadway cast of Rent. Do we know that? <laughs> of course. Well, I, I know that. Okay. Side note that is related. Yeah. So when I directed The Crucible out yeah. at Stillwater High School, as I was talking to the set designer about the set and we were coming up with the set design collaboratively together which was also part of my process of also coming up with sort of like my theme, the vibe of everything. What we ended up doing for the set design was building like a platform and some small set pieces. And then this huge backdrop of trees and branches with branches poking through and this fence that had branches poking through. And the idea was that these these puritanical settlers mm -hmm. in like how terrified they were of nature of the forest of yeah. the unknown and how they had cleared their land and then built this stockade and but that it was it was right outside and it was poking in and it was so terrifying and it was so overwhelming cuz i mean this was one of those stages where it goes all the way up. So right. we just had this huge backdrop of just looming trees with huge branches. And that's what that reminded me of the way you were talking about it, of just you're out on the frontier and you're isolated and sort of like even the witch that we just saw at Fantastic yeah. Fest, that the forest becomes its own character. Yeah. Because it starts to embody the unknown that you are terrified of, of what could be out there and I don't know. Friend of mine work has a younger kid, and gross. the kid has been. I know, right? Um, <laughs> I met my daughter. She's awesome. Gross. <laughs> Gus, seriously, squeezing her out was so gross. <laughs> so, so the kid's at the afraid of the dark. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mode of life. Yeah. And the dark uh, is scary. Yeah. It is. So, so he had had problems getting the kid to go to sleep, and the kids go, "No, there's a monster in my room. I know it. I know it. I know it." And he goes, "Yeah, there's." There, there are horrible sounds. No, 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 no. It's fine. And you know, go to bed. <laughs> Finally, like after several weeks of this, he goes, "Okay, I will sleep in the bedroom with you." And like an hour after bedtime. The most horrible noises oh my God. came out of the room. And just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Turns out there was a raccoon. Ah! Ah! <laughs> right ah! in the kid's room, making the most horrible noises every <laughs> single night. And then the, the father feels like an asshole. Like, oh my God, oh my kid, God. you had a right to be terrified. <laughs> That's amazing. Think, think about what and you're trying to do to me. Yeah, think, think, think. We should start we the should podcast. Start. Because Wendy wants to drink. I do. And I can't drink until we start. Well, yes, you can drink. No, I, there's there's a moment. There's, there's a, a moment. moment. There's a moment. Okay. There's a moment. You there's need an it. appropriate time. Okay, this one's yours. Okay. Moment of silence. All right. Uh, this one's on me, right? Yeah, we'll say it is. Okay. Yes. Uh, moment of silence. I'm looking at you. 
<laughs> Have we verified that the sound is doing what the sound needs to do? Indeed it is. Excellent. We should give it a moment of silence. <gasps> okay. All right. I made that noise. You did. <laughs> I have it recorded. Yes. <laughs> I have proof that you made that noise. Like this is something that she would deny or other people wouldn't believe. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's it. You know what? It's there for posterity to enjoy. Posterity indeed. <laughs> hey, posterity. Enjoy this. Mm, posterity. Mm, Masterata said it. Are we ready? I think we are. I okay. think we are. Okay. Moment of Silence. <coughs> Hold on. That's not silent. No. <coughs> I just get a tickle. What? I'm quiet now. <laughs> okay. Should, should I should I boot this one off? Yes. Should I do this? Okay. Yes. Welcome, dear listener. Hold on. We need to do the moment of silence just because <laughs> I don't know if it'll do anything anymore just because of our varying <laughs> audio qualities. But okay. Hold on. Moment of silence. <gasps> Even the <laughs> crud that almost would have been perfect because I was going to say even the cat obeyed and then meow so so that worked out moment of silence <laughs> that doesn't work that way yeah but it made me think of your super cut on the clips episode <laughs> that was fun yeah let's see how we do it this time okay. all right ready and okay yeah. Moment of silence, and the air conditioning has that soothing sound. Yes, and I always hold my breath. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Moment of silence. <gasps> excellent, excellent. Instead, right. all discussion replaced with the drone of coolness. Yeah, you know what? I don't mind background noise if it means I'm happy and comfortable. <laughs> I can live with background. That noise you're hearing, listeners... That's modern technology making the world a better place. Either that or the flangey sounds that are coming out of our mouths are the fixed <laughs> versions of what we're seeing. <laughs> I sound completely normal. Nobody chooses to wear maroon. Oh, shit. I was just reading a quote from a female editor of a really, of really violent stuff. I forget which director and somebody's like how did you how do you feel about uh editing such violent films and she's like oh they weren't violent until I edited them <laughs> like that's nice bravo yes yes thank you yes is it Margaret Sixel it might have I don't know okay. well, no, there was also a woman I get a lot of shit that pops up on my feed what do you there's also a woman who in the 70s and 80s edited a lot and then she did some of Carpenter's movies well, and then she I mean, retired. And Mo- Spielberg's yeah, yeah, favorite yeah. editor was a female. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Dan Tarantino's great editor was also woven yeah. till she passed away. And, and, and Mad a, Max, Fury Road. Yeah, that, that's that Margaret Sixel. Okay. And Oh, uh, it might have been. It was. Because I remember okay. they mentioned yeah. George Miller. How do you feel about editing such violent films? She's like, oh, no, they weren't violent until I edited Well, and, and George Miller's comment about putting her on the movie, you know, he was asked, you know, why would you... Because previous to that, she had edited, like, Happy Feet and Babe and things like that. And How do you feel about putting her on the movie, even though she's never edited an action film before? And he goes, well, if I'd put another guy on as editor, it would look like an action movie that was edited by a guy. That's I a, want something new and different. That's yeah. also the issue, I think. That, that reminds me a lot of, there's that bit where, have you seen this, where it was, um, who's the guy um, who plays the plays Mad Max? Tom Hardy. Tom yeah. Hardy, where someone asked him at like a press conference of like, well, how do so, you feel about a woman feel? having so much focus? And no, he's no. like, did, did it ever, did you ever have any doubts when you read the script and saw that there were so many strong parts for women? In it? And he's just like, no. And then just like looks over at George Miller like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. The, what sells that moment is or, when he or, looks at somebody else and he's just like, what the fuck is I that question? Specific, I think it was specifically that there were such, such a strong woman's focus in a man's film. Well, or something arguably, really ridiculous. the protagonist of that film is Furiosa, not Max. Yeah. No, no, it, no, that's absolutely true. But then again, in the previous Mad Max movies, he wasn't the main protagonist either, except for the first one. He just kind of stumbles into the action.
our war boy is taking Max into battle as his personal blood bag. Mm -hmm. And so he strings him up on the front of the car. Does anybody else strike this as being not the best place to put your blood bag if you're wanting it to survive the battle to keep you going? Oh, yeah. But I'm 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 thinking the war boys aren't uh, terribly gifted in the brains department. Uh, yeah. Forethought. Not so much. Right. Also, he's looking for death. And, you know, they're they're huffing silver spray paint, so... <laughs> huffing? They're ingesting. <laughs> it's not huffing. It's like eating. Nom, 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 nom. So, okay, okay, so there's that silver spray paint that you can put on cakes and stuff. Yes. We need to buy, like, a case of that shit. Yes. <laughs> and, like, walk around convergence and go... <laughs> Witness me! <laughs> <laughs> witness me witness me witness witness okay <laughs> shit that's the badge ribbon we needed witness 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 me oh, <laughs> this isn't going up until after right yeah this is going up in like september or something so i serious. can tell the listeners yes. my current plan for a costume yes you can which is a hermione furiosa mashup entirely based on the fact that my brain spat out late one night wingardium furiosa <laughs> so i have now bought mm-hmm. a harry potter robe and a harry potter wand <laughs> i am borrowing the scarf and the tie Excellent. and i have of course just a white shirt so i'm gonna get i've gotta make sure i've got some really good like cargo-y black pants i've got the boots mm-hmm. and i'm gonna clip my hair all the way down and do the black makeup across Excellent. and walk around as furiosa hermione <laughs> it's so random and weird it's gotta work yes <laughs> That would be the best. It's I'm pretty I'm very much looking forward to it. I don't care if anybody gets it. I don't care if anybody likes it. It makes me giggle. Also, I've got badge <laughs> ribbons. Of course you do. Of course you do. And what's funny is I think Brad Pitt has gotten fucking hot as he's gotten older. Oh, good gravy. Have you seen have you seen Fury? Not yet. I I I, I want to. It is but it is ninety percent of a good movie. Ninety percent of an excellent movie. So and, and it's fantastic. Yeah, he first off, he's proven that he is a good actor and he is charismatic as, as hell. But oh man, now that he's older, oh. like oh oh he looks like a man who knows what to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. And an inglorious bastards, that role is like, oh, oh, chew it, chew it so hard, Brad. Just, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch the shit out of this role and I will watch it over and over and over again. For as great as the rest of inglorious bastards is, the cherry on top of that delightful Sunday is Brad Pitt given a character role and just told to go and go and go and go. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. He chews scenery so well and yet he does he does it perfectly in that he doesn't his scenery chewing doesn't take away from anybody else in the movie. No, it's That's, true. That is a rare skill. Mm-hmm. Rare skill. Also oh. a, a testament to um to Tarantino's skill because you know Tarantino handles actors like nobody else I would love to watch uh, Tarantino on set yeah I like I don't I don't want to be like some star fucker who just shows up on set wanting like to meet the stars and get to get autographs I I really just am always fascinated by the process of making art and how people do it I would just Mm -hmm. love to sit there in a corner and just be and watch Mm -hmm. how do you ooh look at it ooh Uh, anyway yeah, how so, does he get those performances out of those people? But it, you know, anyway, you know, Brad, Brad Pitt, you know, just like the crowning moment in that movie is, there's a German here who wants to die for his country. Oblige him. Just- <laughs> <laughs> well, Tarantino got one of my favorite performances out of Leonardo DiCaprio. And I like Leonardo DiCaprio a lot, but I'm also aware that Leonardo, he, I feel like he takes himself a little seriously. Oh, yeah. He does. But I mean, he's he's a he's a fantastic actor. And I think he's he is allowed to take himself seriously. But but man, seeing him in Django Unchained. Exactly. 
Exactly. I mean, the last time we saw Leonardo DiCaprio play a, an outright villain was Man in the Iron Mask in like 1998. Which so, is, I mean, his villainy in that is so bleh, cartoony. Yeah. And- but no, you 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 put him in the role of um, Candy, and he is scary. He is terrifying. He, and he's so genial. He's Look so at me. Genial. But I mean, oh. it's that it's the very picture of the antebellum South rolled up into his performance. It's the it's the genial. It's the attractive, and yet he's also kind of undereducated. Even though he likes to portray himself as highly educated, he likes to portray himself as a francophile, and yet he doesn't actually speak French. And then you get right down to it. There he is, smashing a skull apart with a hammer. <laughs> and, well, and- and, and, and all, oh, it's one of the things I love about that role is that his closest confidant that he relies on absolutely utterly is a black man. Mm-hmm. And yet he's a fucking racist who thinks oh, black, yeah. black, black people are, are less than human. And yet he sees no internal contradiction with the way he, he, and his relationship with Samuel L. Jackson. Oh yeah. Well, you're not, I uh, like in their brain, they're like, well, you're not really black or you serve me faithfully. I don't know. I don't know. I can't understand that mindset, but it's such a great, oh, it's such a great script. Did I mention, I, I haven't read it, but I have the script for Tony Scott's Seven, Seven Samurai remake. Oh. He was going to do it present day with, you know, corporate mercenary militias, where it's rejects from that having to defend a poppy farmer village from a drug lord. I'm like, that's actually not a bad way to retell that story. No, that's, yeah. And the unfortunate thing was then Expendables came along and basically did the same story. Ugh. I don't like the Expendables. And then, and then now have you heard about the Magnificent Seven remake that mm-hmm. that is the shooting right now? They actually mm-hmm. fully cast it. Oh. I think it was Josh Brolin, um, God, who else? Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, who's the guy who plays Django in the recent Jamie movie? Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Bunch of them, and it's it's by the guy who did um fuck I can't remember what else Antoine Fuqua has done. It's by a guy named Antoine Fuqua. Oh, I know the name. Okay, yeah, he's been doing films. For also, years. it's fun to say. It yeah, it sounds like you're swearing at someone. Mafuni Fuqua Mafune would like to say Fuqua. I was a yes fan during the late '80s, early '90s. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I ceased to be, but I was really like. Paying attention to that shit. I feel like we should all have a yes phase. So I'm moving to Texas for adventures to try to catch... Oh, the drive back. Mm-hmm. I drove solo, just like you. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I stopped in, like, uh, someplace in Oklahoma and took, like, a three-hour nap. Yeah, and it helps. I stopped at a truck stop, and so I went and parked by the truck so I didn't feel quite so isolated, mm-hmm. right? And all of these trucks are kind of surrounding me, and they all have their engines, their little things running to keep their air conditioning and and their electricity on. And so as I'm sleeping, my car is vibrating. (laughs) So it's like one of those magic fingers beds. And I'm just like, and so as I closed my eyes and I started, I'm like, why am I vibe? It's, wow, those trucks are really, wow, okay. (laughs) I winter camped. Winter, I did winter camping in the Boundary Waters. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Because no. that is the coldest the United States gets. I right up around there. I pooped in an open vault toilet in the winter in the Boundary Waters. Yeah. So you're sitting on a vault toilet and you're just kind of looking around at the trees, kind of thinking, well, I'm glad most critters are uh, hibernating. Because I'm kind of in a vulnerable position right now. <laughs> Sitting here on this vault toilet. Nothing, I mean, seriously, because I've been to other state parks where they put the vault toilet in like a little building or something. Mm-hmm. Nope. Just right there in the middle of the trees. Just park yourself and commune with nature. <laughs> yeah. Did I ever tell you about... Okay, so one of the first days I was in the Arctic Circle... <sighs> You know, when you go to the Arctic Circle and stay there for a month and live out of a tent, the first week is like the longest week of your life as you adjust. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, the rest of it goes a little easier as you kind of get used to your new life with mosquitoes and with mosquitoes and 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 no bathing and and no bathing and long armpit hair. Well, I have that anyway, but um, (laughs) but 
it was like the third day of being in the Arctic Circle. And it was middle of July, so it was actually fairly warm up there. This was the low Arctic, so it was a nice 60... 60 plus 5 60 degrees it was lovely sun never set it was great but um how did you sleep we were exhausted at the end of every day because we were kayaking across okay yeah i guess yeah I when just... you when you kayak 200 miles it jesus it, christ it yeah it exhausts you day by day so i decided i was going to take a bath because it had been a few days and I hadn't attempted this yet in the river, uh, the river being snow melt, um, <laughs> which is which means it was really goddamn cold. Listeners, but, I'm making the face that you're making. <laughs> so this this river is all snow melt at this point. So it's like pretty close to freezing. And uh, uh, but I was desperate for a bath and the mosquitoes are out in force. And this is still when you had long hair, right? No, I chopped it off before going up there. OK, I, okay. I sold my hair in order to buy gear for the trip. Yeah, because you have thick, beautiful hair. Yeah. 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 And suddenly my neck problems went away. Funny that. So I went in to bathe into, and I went really far away from camp because it was like, I'm not going to show people my body. And of course, you know, three weeks later, I'm like, who fucking cares? Anyway, so I go far away from camp to, you know, attempt my bathing. And, you know, of course, you strip down and you're bombarded by mosquitoes. So you go, into the water, you go, ah, that's cold. And then you run out of the water and then you're bombarded by mosquitoes. You go, ah, mosquitoes. And then you run back into the water. You go, ah, it's cold. And it's just, uh, you know, kind of a process. <laughs> Running you back bathing, in and out. Are you bathing a separate par body part each time you go in? Yeah, I kind of is like, lather up real quick, plunge in, dash out, lather up, plunge in. Anyway, I'm doing this bizarro process. And at one point, I, I stopped splashing around and there's something splashing that's not me. Uh, okay. And I turn around, and there's a caribou right there. <laughs> like, four feet away from me. And clearly this caribou was facing away from me doing the same thing and not noticing me. So at the same time, we turned to each other and went, <laughs> and ran in separate directions. <laughs> So I have seen a terrified caribou. While it you was, were buck naked. While I was buck naked. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> How much weight did you lose in the Arctic? Because I have to imagine there was no way you could carry enough food. Nothing, actually. I I came back like the same weight. Really? I uh, started with. But my body composition completely changed. Yeah, I bet. Because I went from barely being able to lift my 80-pound pack to being able to portage 150 pounds on my back, my body weight at the time, across three miles of tundra in under four weeks. That's, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a massive body transformation. <laughs> but yeah, I came back and I was like exactly the same way. I was like, oh. But all my my clothes fit differently. <laughs> You've had so many adventures, Melissa. This is why I'm moving to Texas. I'm trying to catch up. I'm just trying to catch up with you. I, and also to be closer to New Orleans when we finally decide to do I that. Know, I know, yes! Yeah! It's going to be awesome. All right. We got to make that happen. That's totally got to happen. Yeah. Have you seen it yet? Not yet. It's so... It oh, really is. I know. See it. I know. I need to camp out at uh, a theater sometime very soon and just watch like five movies in a row. I know. Because a lot of good stuff is out right now. But you that we, is not a war movie. You pick a day. I'll do the same thing and we'll text each other what movies we're seeing. Sweet. I like it. I like it. Okay. November. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'd like to be in on this. I could even be at a different theater. Oh, <laughs> we could just deem Zanacina Day and everybody goes to a theater and just spends the entire day there watching shit. Oh my God, this sounds amazing. The Zanacina holiday. Zanacina holiday. I love it. This was my birthday. We all remember that, right? That that's what I did for my birthday. Yes. I started yeah. in the morning and I just watched movies all day. It was so great. I feel like we need to do that in the winter because then it's easy for people to... Convince people to be indoors. Okay, for we them. will do it for our own benefit in November, and then we will set a date in like 
Well, I want it to be in February because of my birth. It's my birthday too. February then. February. February. In February. I'm good for that. In February, we will pick Xanus in a holiday. And you can, and so help me God, we will make it a national holiday where you can call into work and go, I'm sorry, Xanus in a holiday. I've got to watch movies all day. It'll God be like damn a it. Telethon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, we are wrapping up. Well, let's try that again. I don't even know what that was. <laughs> Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com Follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Just complexion. No, don't. No.